From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Well, well, well. Not canceled yet, gentlemen. We are trying our best. Yep, it's always a surprise. There's not people with, you know, signs picketing out front every time I come to work every single day. It's a little surprising to me. I feel like I've been doing a good job of smoothing over cult messages. You have, you know what? You have been bailing us out left and right with the the cult issue, as we'll just call it. The ongoing, quote unquote, cult issue. There's going to be a book made of all my brilliant called the Colt issue. It's yeah. going to have nothing to do with the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> no. not, not, nothing to do with it. Well, welcome back to the Power Move, everybody. Uh, I'm John Gafford. With me, as always, liquored up in the middle of the day. Actually, now drinking chai. Oh, he didn't get chai no, tea latte. He's got coffee. caramel black coffee black or whatever coffee. it is. Colt Amadon. Sober up. And Chris Connell Esquire. Nice to be I'm here. Not doing the, you know, I'm, a, I'm not doing the fan, fan, fan noise. I'm already over it. Again, we're looking for a new noise for the power move. If you have something you think, I mean, your best Boston accent. Yo, that's a power Boston move. Boston accent, best, you know. Whatever it is. Whatever really it is. thick, though. Make sure you send have me it some, yeah, send me, yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be an old lady screaming, Please. that's a power move. Whatever don't, you don't want be it South to be. Where's the beef? Just as long as it's like, the, where's the, the beef where's lady? Where's the beef lady? Just don't yeah. be South Sorry, African. Right now. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Why not? African? South African? Because it makes me hey, think it's hey, Pistorius. Move. Hey, I think Pistorius. I just, it is. No, like, no whatever, whatever you want, send it in. We're going to try them out. We'll see what we're working with. And uh, yeah, we'll go until we find something. But this week on the Power Move, we'll talk about a couple things. Man, first of all, Hurricane Ida we're going to talk about. Um, I want to talk about direct mail strategy. I want to talk about uh, what a purpose-driven business means to you, how to run a purpose-driven business. And I want to talk about imposter syndrome. So there's a lot of things we're going to get to. First of all, Hurricane Ida, man, not good no. for everybody down in the, in, the, in the bayou state right now. Um, lots of stuff uh, that's not going well. Um, and uh, if you can, you know, I'm actually not going to come out and say exactly who to give to yet. We, you know, when we, when Katrina hit, we did a fundraiser for them. Um, I'm sure there'll be some people that need money. Uh, there's Cajun army that actually was going out saving some people. There's red cross. I'm not going to say who to give money to just yet. I'm going to, I'm going to reserve that to, I can see from my friends in, in Louisiana where the most bang for the buck is. Um, a lot of you probably don't know this. Uh, Louisiana is like my second home. I'm in a Mardi Gras crew. So is my wife. We spend a tremendous amount of time there. We have, more friends in Louisiana than I know, than I can even count. I have some great clients in Louisiana. I just it, it's it's really like my second it's home. A, it's to a me. wonderful place. It's though. a wonderful, wonderful place. I, I love it so much. And um, anything we can do to try to help that, we we will. And we'll be doing a fundraiser here with Simply Vegas. It'll open up to all agents because we just want to raise as much money as we can to, to help those people out. But yeah, I, you know, I hate I'm over you know I'm over thoughts and prayers. I'm not going to say yeah. thoughts and prayers to my friends in Louisiana. I'm not. I'm going to send them some money. I'm actually going to do something and take some action. I think if I'm a politician, don't say thoughts and prayers anymore. Give me some action. Yeah. Stop with the thoughts and prayers. I hear what you're going to do. I'm over thoughts and prayers. I want action. So I'm not saying thoughts and prayers to folks in Louisiana. I'm saying I'm going to figure out how to raise some money, send it to the people that are going to get it into the hands of the people that need the most, and I'm going to do it this week. So that's. Do you remember remember when uh, when I was I was making y'all watch the Anthony Jeselnik? Thoughts and prayers. That's who you see who your friends are. That's who you, that's who you, <laughs> you see. find out who, that's your like, who your friends are. You watch Anthony Jones. He's got Justin. this great line in that whole thing where he goes, when you say thoughts and prayers, you, you're being disingenuous. You're not giving any of your time, money, energy, whatever. No. All you're saying is, don't forget about me. Yeah. Don't forget that I'm sad too. <laughs> yeah, don't forget I'm sad too. Exactly. There's a yeah. lot of horrible things going on. Yeah. But God forbid you forget about my presence on social media yeah. for half a God second. God forbid. Because yeah. thoughts and prayers mean nothing. 
Yeah, you want to post something about Hurricane Ida and, and, and the folks that are affected down in the Bayou State, post your receipt for your, whatever donation right. you made to wherever they're going. I mean, my, my buddies in Beth and Ezra uh, through the Ezra Foundation do such a great job. I normally, last year, last time there was a hurricane down there, we sent them money because, I mean, they were getting it into the hands of people that needed it. Yeah. And that's probably where it will go again. Um, but yeah, m- more details on that to come as we go along. But I, I, I'm si- as I'm sitting here, I'm going to do something to you guys. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, Stu. I don't know if you can turn the TV up a little bit. But I got this dude on my social media that just hit me up and uh, I want him to ask this question. I'm going to try to call him and I don't know if you guys will be able to hear this or not. We're going to give it a whirl and see if you can hear it. I think you probably can, um, but I'm going to call him through the board and see if we can get it's him like to answer. It's like turning into Loveline? It no, is, dude. I get, I get it nervous is, to hit any dude in my I think it's there. Hang on, hang on, Juan. How are you, man? Hang on a second. Juan, hey, there? Going, John? Yeah, I can, yes, I, 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 I can hear you, dude. I don't know if the rest of the guys can hear him or not. I don't know if you can. Well, I got to put the headphones on, but so we're talking a little bit about uh, imposter syndrome here on the podcast, and you asked a okay. question. You asked a question to us, and, and what you want to read the question? Read it back word for word. What you wrote? Uh, so pretty much. Uh, let me see. I'm driving, so I try to read it. So then, then, I'll, much, I'll, then, then I'll read it. You keep driving. I'll read it to you. <laughs> okay. It says. Right. Yeah, it says, John. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Question. I have a deal right before me that I would. It would literally be life changing. I find myself almost not motivated to press forward on it. Am I burnt out? Am I afraid to take it up another level? Have you ever had this feeling? That's Absolutely. Oh my God, I have that okay. feeling constantly. When, when something okay. comes that almost is too good to be true, yeah, you do feel like a bit of that imposter syndrome. And it's because when you're self-aware as a human being, sometimes you should have a bit of doubt in the mind, hey, I gotta be prepared for this, right? It's just a pause, it's, right. a, natural, it's a natural response to anything that's good or bad. Right. Well, I, I think, right. you know what I was thinking about moments like this? I think about the Doors movie. I don't even know if Jim Morrison ever naturally said it, but when he said it, like, I have the soul of a, I have the heart of a poet, but with the soul of a clown destined to screw up at the most opportune moments. Sure. You know, yeah. it, it's yeah. like, I think we're all a little bit pre-programmed to self-sabotage ourselves, dude. I think, Absolutely. I don't, I don't think that's, yeah. I don't think that's unique to you, man. I, I think it's there. So, you know, I, I think too, what you need to do is you need to figure out why you, why we, why you do the things you do, man. Like, what's your big why right. in life? What is it? What is it? Family, right? Family. I mean, obviously, I, I came from nothing, right? And uh, I was that, you know, party kid through junior college, right? That wasn't supposed to go nowhere, you know, before that. I had my t- and then I did it. You know, I proved everybody wrong. So, you know, here I am, fast forward. I have a wonderful wife. We have five kids, you know. Uh, and, and obviously, I've always been pretty competitive, right? But I've always wanted to prove that I could have a little bit more, right? Do a little bit more, uh well, well, let's well, let's do, let's do, let's do it the easy way, man. Let's put a dollar figure. You don't even need to tell me what the opportunity is. Just what's the dollar figure that it turns into? What what does it turn into for you, dollar wise? Uh, so, what does this turn into? Obviously, you know, uh, big probably. I mean, I can tell you, so over seventy mil, right? Multifamily. Um, okay. Been playing it with it for what? Seventy. Okay. And what and what could you do with that money that would positively impact your kids' lives? Uh, Forget about well, you, dude. You know, don't buy. Don't buy one thing for yourself. Where yeah. would you? What would you do with that money that would positively impact your children? That's it. I, I mean, for me right now, I think the way I'm thinking is their their future. Right, college. We have five kids. Right, it, it, it's pricey. Um, obviously, you know they're all into sports. Right, maybe get some additional coaching. You know, some some additional uh, trips. Right, we want them to see the world. You know, we want them to see the world. Uh, we have plans. Right, obviously, COVID shut all that down. I think for everybody. Mm-hmm. in the world uh but you know we want to get them out right we we're, right, well, we're well, from uh well, well let me ask you this if they saw the world how would that impact them as human beings 
What would that do oh, for them? You know, for me, I, I, I think it would it would uh, allow them to kind of open up that mind, right? And, and think, man, there's there's more in the world to you know Central Valley, California, right? Like there's there's yeah. more things out there that I want to see, which which would uh, you know kind of motivate them to achieve different things in their life, right? Like I want to get education. Yeah. I want to go to college in Oklahoma, right? And, and, and then travel the world and get a job that that helps me do that, right? So that's what I want them to see. You know, with us, we're, you know, we're, we're country folks. I hear we're, you know, in a small town, but, you know, I looked at life, uh, the world late in life, right? And I still want to explore more. But then I was like, man, why didn't I see this when I was a kid? Well, you know, unfortunately, my parents weren't able to provide that for me, right? But obviously, we always want to take it a step above where we, what we had, right? So that's why I want them to explore. I want them to see I want that to motivate them to explore the world before, you know, they get married, right? Before see, they make see, you, big decisions. You think that would make them better human beings if that happened? I think so. I is, think so. is there any better goal for anything than to make your kids better human beings? Is there any better goal in life than to try to make your kids better human beings? I mean, is an AP watcher no, and Aston no. Martin vanquished? Is that, I mean, no, granted, that's vanquished is pretty strong. I mean, right, no. <laughs> but yeah, but. Oh, but, really? But, but if you can't, if you can't find anything that you want, man, if your life is set, if you're like, I am happy where I am. We, we did a whole talk about this last week about success and, and what your definition of success was. And it, it, it's different for everyone based in your life. And if you find right. that you are comfortable in life, you are comfortable and that's where most people stop taking risk is when they achieve a level of comfort. What's going to push you right. through to be able to or want to take that risk to the next level is going to be goal transference, which is being stop doing st- shit for you, man. And start doing it for your kids. Look at how those the you. money you make is going to positively impact them. And it will then re-motivate you to do that because it's weird what we do for our, you know, our, our it's weird what we do for our kids as parents. I mean, Colt's daughter's a serial killer. And, uh, right. you know, he's right. there's, there's that old uh, Saving up for her, her uh, lawyer fees, her quinceanera. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I think it's gonna be in jail. How much is a quinceanera in jail? Yeah. Oh, like 20, 30 grand. <laughs> but uh, in this, in the you in know, the slammer. Yeah, I agree with John and everything. And uh, risk, there's different risk, and you just need to make calculated risk. And I think everybody, just like Chris said, doubts a little bit. My business partner and I, I've been doing it for eighteen years. He's been doing commercial real estate for twenty four years. He just made this comment right. like three weeks ago, like. God, do we know what we're truly doing still? You know, and it's, right. you've got people that have been doing this a total of 40 something years, uh, doubting themselves always. Yeah. I talk about that with the Dunning-Kruger okay. all the time. The Dunning-Kruger effect. The, the more you become an expert, the more you're going to have self-doubt down that valley of despair. And that's kind of where you at least know that you're self-aware human being. Now, um, right. you know, that that's, that's the beauty of it is if you can reflect on it, it means you're not a psychopath. You know, if you're the guy that just walks right. in and just starts shooting and then thinks about it later, right. why he did it, you know, yeah. those are the people that go broke. They're also the people that right. become wildly successful, but they also go broke. If you take really strong, right. measured, calculated risks and you understand your tolerance and you've gone through your whys, as John was saying, and you figure it out and you want your kids to kind of go see the world. And that's kind of why we get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Try to make the next right. generation a little better. And we had it and we had it, you know, and going that's it forward, to the point where your kids, you know, give your kids those opportunities. Yeah. But on the same side of that spectrum, though, you've also got to calculate the risk. Like, what's yeah. the downside of this if it goes yeah, south? If, if what's, it your, what's your downside one? But I'm one of those people that I think people, you should take <laughs> risks in business. Your personal life, uh, John and I were talking, we were all talking about this yeah. you know, a couple weeks ago where, you know, how, how old are you? You know, if you're, 
35-40, I mean, swing for the fences. You did it before, you can do it again. It's really not that yeah. difficult, right. right? If you're 65, right. you know, buy fixed incomes. Buy, you know, buy <laughs> yeah. muni bonds. Get a little bit more conservative. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, right. if, if you have time and you have the will and, and it's not going to, you know, that 12 months of, uh, you. you know. Yeah. Is your kids going to eat for a, a year? T gamble on yourself in business. <laughs> Always. That help you, brother? Yeah, that, that, that helped, man. That, that, that's awesome. All right, man. Hey, to your point, too, last thing is the only thing you can spend money on that makes you wealthier is travel. Yep. So, right. yeah, I'm 100%. really glad that that's your guys' motivation because I've never met a well-traveled racist. I've never met a really well-traveled person that doesn't understand the value of others' culture, and those people end up being more successful because they are open-minded and can see past their own tunnel vision. Wow. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right. And, and, and you know, here's the deal. That's a power move. That's a power move, Connell. solid. <laughs> But man, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, oh, I was just Cheers, like, man. you know, this morning I woke up, I was like, I got I got to message somebody. So I, I thought John was the first guy that popped into my head. Oh, that's it. So man. I, appreciate I appreciate you guys, it. man. You bet, man. Thank Good you. Luck. Good luck. See you, man. Well, that was cool, man. I kind of like the collar. That was great. That was I a think cool that, little deal. Uh, I think that should be a regular. If you, if you, if you, if you would like to have your question answered answer on the Power Move, just reach out to me on social enough. media, man. I'm happy to put you on. It was no problem. He literally hit me through uh, Facebook, and it was just a really good pointed question that I thought was great. But I think something interesting that was brought up there. Go ahead. You had a really good point on social media the other day. About, what was that? Um, when you were younger, you wanted to be the smartest guy in the room, and you failed to use the opportunity to ask questions and learn. Yeah, that was and a that, huge what, what he was just doing right there was oh, reaching out, out there. Yeah, for those of you that didn't see what Chris is talking about, I made a I made a post on social media that said my biggest regret from my youth, and they always do those. If you could go back and tell your twenty year old self something, what would it be? You know, if you always have to see this post, and for me, it, it was literally just constantly. It was it was so my self-worth was kind of wrapped up in being that smartest guy in the room. And if I was around smarter people, rather than take the opportunity, and I was actually around some fairly smart people through my life, taking the opportunity saying, yo, teach me, impart some wisdom on me, help me get up to the next level. I was like, let me fake it and act like I'm already kind of where you're at or fake it and kind of act like I already know the things that you know. Yeah. And I spent so much time doing that. I literally probably would have accelerated my success by decade had I just started being around all of the people there. A great example of that, you know, the, one of the first agents we had here, Chuckets, is one of the first guys we had here. He was the number one agent in the company last year. He's huge on YouTube. Um, you know, when he first was here, he was coming up as an agent. I mean, I, I, I was his first broker a year. Well, I wasn't his first broker, but he came to work at Keller Williams when he used to own that company. And then he transferred here when we moved here. But he was always like every day would come in and say, teach me something, teach me something, teach me something, teach me something. And it was this thirst that he had for knowledge, which has propelled him to, I mean, he's a seven figure earner just on commissions. I mean, he's banging down a million five a year probably on commissions. And it's because he spent 10 years to every, and it wasn't just me, to everybody he could get near saying, teach me something, teach me something. And I think so he's, he's, he's still to this day does still does that. It. If you're yep. the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Wrong room. Yeah. But it's funny because you're, Look how successful you are now, right? You're very successful. Let's look at it, Cole. Let's look at your success, <laughs> right? No, but you let's are. Let's celebrate yeah, me, your success, it. John. No, but the last two years, how many masterminds you jumped into? Like, most people would take off at that time trying to absorb more and more, you know, knowledge yeah. where you're at in your point of life. And it's funny because you, the higher you go, the more you're wanting to learn. And I think yeah. that's what. A lot of people don't do or don't see. Well, and it's and it's like the more the, the more money you make, you can just invest. You can just invest in the next room. Right. Um, you know, one of the masterminds that I'm in is 30k. Um, 
to, to be in. I'll probably be in one next year. It's a hundred K a year to be in for, and that's for the year. But every one of those masterminds that you join, if it's a real one, you know, there's certain people out there looking to steal your money, but yeah. these guys all said like, look at the end of the year, if you don't feel like you've gotten your value out of it, then I will give you, we'll, we'll, we'll give you as much as you need till you feel like you've gotten your value. I mean, even the $30,000 I invested in the, in the one that I'm in now, I got that. The reason I invested in it is I went to a dinner to like prospective members of this group and literally sitting at a table, I got a tip from a guy that was open. That was a ma opening manufacturing plants in Texas about Texas grants for new business that essentially financed some of our Texas businesses we were getting to open. And it was worth more than $30,000. Right. I'm like, if I just got that tip sitting at this table, with this dude, then yeah, what am I going to get when I really delve into this? And and it's been amazing. I mean, it really has been. I'm going to say, you know, one of the things that comes up, and I think this guy had the same problem that was just on the call, is not understanding his self-worth, not understanding the value. It, it goes hand in hand with kind of imposter syndrome. And like, I'll tell you a story today about how important it is to know your self-value. I get a call from a think tank, quote unquote, consultancy, which I do sometimes because they look for large brokers to help them with a project where they want to pay you to consult with their client and give them advice or guidelines about the psyche of the business or which way we think the business is going or whatever it is. And they called me and uh, you know asked me a handful of questions and they were referred to me by another guy by another broker in town that's a good friend of mine said you should call him as well because he did it. And I answered the question. The guy goes, okay, that's great. And they're like, okay, so would you be free like this Friday to talk to our client? And I said, yeah, I can probably make some time between, you know, 12 and three. I'll give you an hour if I, we can do that. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, well, what's in it for me on this? And they're like, well, you know, we're going to pay you a hundred dollars for the hour. And I said, and I won't be there. Like there's no chance. Right. And then she's like, well, what's it going to take to keep there for an hour? I said, I, you know, I, I won't talk to anybody like this for an hour. I said, look, time is the only commodity I can't get back. Yeah. So I value it more than most things. Right. So here's my number. And it was kind of like a little bit of a sign. I'm like, I, if we don't, I, I'm fine if we don't do this. And she's like, no, no, no. Um, you know, because it's your first time with us, would it be okay if we met somewhere in the middle? And I was like, no, it wouldn't. I don't, you called me. I didn't call you. I didn't yeah, fill out a job me. application yeah, to get this point. Yeah. Like if you want my, you know, cause what, what you're missing is you're not paying me for the hour. You you're paying me for the, the 15, years, yeah. you're paying me for the 15 years that it took that's right. to make you want to talk to me for an hour. That's right. That's what you're paying for. And right. I think that's something that people lose sight of so much is not understanding how to value themselves properly. Well, I, I unfortunately am in a job sometimes in my cases that aren't real estate you know, commission-based or uh, personal injury where we have the opportunity to do it on contingency, my hourly billing, I do know what it's worth because, you know, it's one of those right. weird things when right. you're an, a, an hour, uh, an hour biller, you know, mm -hmm. you are you know at least reminded of, Hey, you know, this, this is much. what this is worth. And your client will let you know, and opposing counsel will let you know if you move for fees and costs mm -hmm. and you know, there are other sites. So <clears throat> I'm kind of in a weird position, but how many people sit down and actually calculate the time they spend on stuff. I tell this to my wife all the time for the stuff she sometimes does and gets paid hourly for. I'm like, what, you know, think about, is that, do you think that you've, do you think that the value that you're being paid for the, those hours is worth, you know, what you do? Yep. No. no. Well, I think with, with, with real estate, it, it, this happens every day. At the, at the, at the, and people go to get listings when they're sitting there and they're valuing themselves by the commission rate that they offer. 
Hundred yeah. percent. And you know, when we did an objection handling class not too long ago, all, all everybody wanted to talk about was how do you handle when they want to talk about your commissions or get your commissions lower. That's all I want to talk about. And my response was, if you've done such a poor job presenting your value and explaining why an experience with you is different and better than it is with somebody else, then you deserve to be on the sale rack. Sure. Yep. It should be on the sale rack. And I but, don't think people. I, I think people, especially in the newer. Uh, when you're new to an industry, you're, you're chasing a paycheck so bad that you yeah. devalue yourself so much that, you know, I had a guy go, I, I need an hour. What do you need for it to figure out how to close this real estate deal? All right. Oh, I, I go thousand bucks for consulting. You get one hour. That's expensive. Okay. Don't, don't use me. Hour later calls me. Let's go. That guy, like John said, he didn't get a thousand bucks. He saved tens of thousands of dollars of what it is. But there's people that say, I'll do it for 50 bucks. Like, yeah. why are you wasting your time? You don't have value in yourself. Well, and that's the biggest thing new well, people well, do. Well, and what, what's worse is in case you haven't figured it out, the world's become a very connected place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, as my dad just say, you can't get a little bit pregnant. Um, mm -hmm. Once you Ain't start no such things as halfway yeah. crooks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> once you become a whore, you're yeah. a whore. Because sure, sure. if you do it for somebody else for this amount, everybody you ever do business with that hears about that is going to expect the same thing. That and is not, that's your number. Is. That's not shaming sex workers. That is a general term about. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we get us not canceled is by yep. me caveating. <laughs> yes, exactly. Socially you say that this is why you're here. This is not Connell. shaming <laughs> yes. sex work. 702 Connell for all your canceling This is needs. just stating that a whore is not a non-gender specific term. <laughs> oh, but people that trade their time and morals for things that they... Speaking of trading time for money. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, it, it is interesting. You know what? You know what's funny, John, when you talk about that... Um, you know Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. He is in a very kind of unique situation because he doesn't have an agent. What? His mom's his agent. I was come on. Oh, Lamar Jackson's mom's an agent. And how much how much did Patrick Mahomes last contract for? Oh like god. Half a billion a gazillion dollars. dollars yeah. I'm not so forty two million a year. What did Lamar sign for? So here's the thing though. Lamar Jackson is one of the only people on earth that may get away with not having an agent because you know what a quarterback is worth. Yep. Yeah. There's a market for it. There's a market for it. And it's been established by Josh Allen and, yeah. and him. And, and you know, he may be the kind of guy that instead of hiring a sports agent to take 10% of your, your, you know, take 10% vague off it, you know, maybe get an attorney, right. To negotiate your contract for you. Because here's the market value. Here's this the is market. Worth I know what you know it's you worth. You need it to negotiate. Just read your contract. Because you no, know no, what no, you're I, worth, right? No, but there's there's guarantees. There's all these things. Oh, that's, that's what where, I'm saying. That's where you know what you're worth. In. You know what you're worth. But, you know thing. what's guaranteed. What's you know uh, showing up at OTA, whatever. Not to make this an NFL podcast, but <laughs> the the concept is only in very. So there's times when people call me and they say, "Hey, I'm a uh, you know the agent's too much because uh, you know I've got this deal basically done. I found my own buyer." I did this. I've had people call me and say, I found my own buyer. I have this thing. We just need a contract reviewed. Can you do it as an attorney? And I go, you know, it's going to have to be a flat fee because I'm not going to bill you hourly because, you know, it's unreasonable for me to take on this liability. Right. Oh, see, that's, that's, the that's liability. what people don't understand. Yeah. A liability. It's, a liability. it's not just my time. Yep. I'm taking on your liability now. So yeah. anytime someone you know, looks at it. So I get it, but this, it's going to be a flat fee and they'll be like, okay, but I'm not paying a realtor this X amount of percentage. And I go, okay, maybe in your instance, you didn't need somebody yeah, particularly to go through and find you a buyer and add that value. Mm -hmm. But if you're just, if you're sitting there from day one and you don't have any of that already pre-done, then, you know, 
then that's a big opportunity to show what value you can create for somebody. Oh God, mm -hmm. speaking of liability. So there's a certain class of real estate asset. There's a certain class out there. And if, you own, if you're not this person, I'm sorry, I'm generalizing people based on the things that they buy. But I like to feel that people that are interested in buying downtrodden, super low income fourplexes to all be of the same type of mentality. If you desire to be a slumlord, you're a certain type of person. Mm -hmm. And dealing with you only kind of goes a certain couple of ways. And we have a couple of those people that, that are just, this is their product that they like to buy their buyers. And a couple of our agents deal with these folks. And most of them, for the, for, for the most part, it's fine. But I got a call this morning from one of our agents and said, hey, look, so my client gave up his earnest money uh, to get an extension on a deal. And now that he's, he's not performing again, and now they're wanting like $10,000 more for this. I got him to sign a hold harmless, uh, to release his earnest money, so he can't sue us. But, um, you know, so he's not going to sue us. But, you know, I, I go, stop. <laughs> I go, first of all, I don't care what he signed. Anybody that wants to sue somebody can sue somebody. And CEO. people that are doing people in that particular line of business are going to be prone to call attorneys, especially when they lose money. It's what it's going to happen. I said, so understand under our contract, the way that reads for our agents is we covered that we cover the deductible. Like we cover our, our you know, a deductible, which is $10,000. We cover it for our agents because there's so many nuisance lawsuits. I'm not going to hold them responsible for it. But if it's something that's egregious, we make the agent pay it. That's, that's what our contract says in moments that are egregious. And we are the judge and jury of that. The agent has to pay it. And I said, you know how I feel about people that buy, buy this product. So if they sue us, you're going to pay it. So you probably need to figure out how to work this out. Right. Because so many people think, oh, well, they signed something saying I can't sue me. I have, not contract. Sue me. I have a contract. None of that matters. Nope. Nothing matters in Nothing life matters. and law. Nope. You have a contract. That just means that now you do you want someone else to try to interpret what it means. That's what you're going to pay for. Nope. Yeah. People think that a contract is this thing that means something. And I go, you have to understand that a contract are just a bunch of words, right? Now, right. words can have 12 different meanings. Sometimes it's just slam dunk, cut and dry, and it becomes actually what we call a Rule 11 violation to sue over it. Mm. If it's an absolute slam dunk, you can try to get your attorney's fees. Right. But under the American rule, you don't get attorney's fees unless there's a provision in the contract or a couple other ways. So a lot of times it's a zero-sum game, and with the only people making the sum are the attorneys. So you know people will sue you sometimes to try to shake you down. Yeah. Oh, for right. sure. Because they're so just trying to, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it, well, again, so many lawsuits that we deal with, we really look at it. What's the cost of, what's the cost of being right? Right. Sure. And what's the cost to make this go away? And so many companies do that. Because um, it, it doesn't matter. People are going to do whatever they're going to do. Which, you know, brings me to my next thought. You know, I can't stand, and I mean, can't stand this person. Chilies. Ch yeah, Chilies? Oh. Number one, it's you, buddy. Wait, it's not I'm not chilies. done with you, Chilies. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. It's not Chilies. <laughs> Again, if you'd like to know what happened, Sue, what did Chilies do to John Gafford? You're not going to find anything yet, but one day you will because it'll Can be set up. Not over yet. Why is that not trending? It's it should trending. be trending by now, but yeah. So anyway. Who fired Brad's wife? You know what I hate? <laughs> I hate the asshole. Do you deal? Do you deal with a lot of asshole? Yeah. If, in yeah. case if you don't know what an asshole is, this is what an asshole is. An asshole is somebody that comes to you and says, "I need your advice. You've been through the exact scenario of what I'm dealing with right now, so I need your particular brand of advice to help me through this." And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that advice you give me, and I'm going to do the polar opposite. Or fucking nothing at all. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be dead stagnant. <laughs> I'm going to sit in my and wallow in my own misery, or. <coughs> I'm going to do the polar opposite, oh, and then I'm going to come back to you 
and cry to you that my situation has worsened or not gotten better. That's an asshole. I literally described an asshole in this program very recently. Oh yeah. Mm. I mean, dude, if you want to blow out All your mentor, if you want to blow out your mentor, like two seconds, do that. Because mm -hmm. if people are donating their time and information to you, now granted, we all have that friend, you know, Cliff Clavin. That, yeah. Oh, well, let me tell you what you need to do about that, even yeah. though they have no, no frame of reference. No, That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you go to somebody that has built widgets for 40 years and say, I have a problem with my widget factory, you need to do XYZ with yeah, your widget. And then you go do ABC and your widget factory burns to the ground. Don't go back to them and tell them that. Just expect them to never help you again. Just be like, yeah, hey, yeah. I had that just happen to me. Someone goes, hey, Cold Some, talking about widgets. Yeah, no, no. Widgets but, for a new generation. Widget. No, but somebody had a, a building and so, the family member passed away and they really need money. And they go, well, should we sell it or lease it? I go, you tell me. We just want to sell it. They call and go, hey, somebody wants to lease it that we know. And they send me the, the lease and I go, absolutely don't do that lease. You are devaluing your property from $1.5 million to 900000 at best. I said, do you need help? No, no, we just, we won't do the lease then. Calls back a week later. All right, we did the lease. And I go, okay. And they're like, so uh, when you go to show it, just let me know. And I go, I no. can't go show yeah, it now. No. Now it's worth, how do you want me to sell a $900,000 building now for a million five? And I gave up the listing. And yeah. they just, they kind of got a little upset, but well, well, you well, did the opposite of well, what I told you to do. For me, it was a situation where I have flipped literally over 100 homes. I mean, I've, I've flipped a lot of houses in my life. And some some guys in our office said they want to get in the flipping business. They grab a pretty good deal on a house, and the renovation is all going to be just lipstick. They're not doing any sure. H. They're not moving right. walls. They're not doing any plumbing. They're not doing any of that stuff. It's all cosmetic. So I'm like, okay, go to this place. This is where you need to shop for your flooring. Go here for your countertops. Go here for your count your cabinets. They'll refer you installers. Go here for this, and I kind of laid it out to them everything they needed to do. And then I walk in the office two days ago, and they're like shaking their heads and you know heads and palms. I'm like, what's wrong? They go, well, this contractor gave us a bid for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. I'm like, why are you hiring a contractor? contractor. You're talking about paint you what to do. and flooring. What to do? Like, like oh, right now, God. there are contractors are just giving insane bids because they don't have they to do the do work. Yeah, they don't yeah. want you to say yes to this number because nope. if you say yes, now they have to scramble and find the subs. None of this required a contractor. It could have very easily been done just by them. And again, this was something that I literally spent thirty minutes of my life laying this out for them, mm -hmm. and then. They're gonna. They're smart. Well, never done this before. I'm gonna go hire a contractor. Who's? Gonna, it's like ah! people. People need to realize you get pissed off when somebody breaks up with their girl and they're. Well, what should I do? Don't go back with that girl, right? Yeah. Like she was horrible for you. They go back. Everybody does that. She's a right? monster. She's a monster. She, oh. She's banging everybody the, else, and the, they go back. Isn't that but the they, best when your buddy breaks she, up with this girl? And you're like, yeah. oh, she was she, a whore. We all hate she, her. And then they're back together like I three banged, days later. I banged her a year oh. ago. You know, oh, no, yeah, you would yeah. say it like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, she's yeah. a whore. But no, people people always get mad at that. But they do the same thing in business. Like yeah. then they go and they don't realize. Well, why are you mad at me? It's not that I'm mad. You just stop. You just stop. Just annoy me. You just annoy me to stop. You don't respect my time or my opinion. So people do that in business and in life or whatever because you're comfortable with what you know and you're comfortable and you think, well, you got it because he probably talked to another guy that said, well, you got to get a contractor yeah. because I heard this guy didn't have a contractor and these trades screwed him and whatever. Yeah. So no, I I uh, I have a little bit of sympathy. You can kind of you know burn me once. Yeah, but not burn me twice. Yeah. It's, it's, Oh boy. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about direct mail strategies because I think pretty much every realtor on the planet does it wrong. 
We're also going to talk about purpose-driven business is something that's near and dear to my heart. And then I'm going to kind of let Colt have control. So, God, who knows what, who knows who knows. what the hell's going to happen? <laughs> Two-time Olympian. Two-time Olympian. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com. Well, we'll share any links that we have things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. And we're back again from the break. Back again, part two of this episode. Welcome back to the Power Move. I am John Gafford, of course, with me as always again, Cole Tomadon. And Chris Connell, Esquire. Chris, how are you, man? Still looking for that power move. Canadian accent came out on that. one. I know it I, did. I can drop Still it. Looking, like, yep. Oh. <laughs> Still looking for that power move. No, so if you've got something that we, we went with the fan, fan, fan for a while, but it just didn't. It didn't work out. Oh, it's got its place. It, it, it has does, its place. It's not like it could be conjunctive. It's yeah, not. Yeah, it's and or like a. Assinese, like an assinee clause, it can be and or. It, it, it did. It, it had it had its place, and I think now we're at a point where, you know, we're in the witching hour. Stu's gone. I'm switching the board, so it should. You know, who knows what's going to happen? This is where it gets dark. It's where it gets it gets drinking, a little dicey. And it gets I haven't real ate dark. yet, so this yeah. is where it starts getting real good. It, 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 it's going to get a little bit dicey because I got I got way too many things that I'm supposed to control. But let's talk about cancel culture. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's talk about that as we go, um, as we do that. But I did want to talk about this. Um, man, I get such a, an abundance of bad mail to my house. Mm-hmm. And when I mean bad mail, and I mean like, uh, like cold has bad mails next to him. I mean, what I'm talking about is actual pieces of mail that people have sent me that are just terrible. I mean, they don't make any sense. They're just, they're just, they don't do anything. If you are a realtor or a solar person or a, anybody that's sending mail to somebody's house, you might want to listen to this next part because it is going to be important. Um, First of all, you've got to understand what I mean by bad mail. I get stuff all the time that's just basically, A, completely self-serving. Totally. Um, look at this house I sold. Here's pictures of it. This is what it's sold for. That's self-serving. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't tell me why I would want to deal with you. It doesn't do anything else. Now, granted, there, well, well, let me back up. There's two types of mail. If you have a farm, which is a group of people that you consistently send to, including past clients, I don't mind the just solds. Yep. I don't mind that because you're sending out a, a reminding them you're alive. Reminder, yeah. Here, it's it's, it's a great, you know it's, what you're doing. yeah, it's a, it's a great reminder to them that you know what you're it's doing branding. and That's you're branding. still doing right. it. That's branding. Exactly. But if you're sending out to random people that don't know you and you're just carpet bombing, different neighborhoods. Um, you got a problem with your, with your marketing and, and that's marketing that that's marketing. Like one of my agents came to me today and said, Hey, um, I'm thinking about sending out this flyer with all like pictures of my happy clients with their smiley faces and like the, their key. Like I, I, I just bought my house. I'm thinking about sending that out to everybody and I just can't come up with a catchphrase. And I'm like me neither. Cause it's terrible. Cause I wouldn't do it. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> if, it's, I saw you, if you send me a mailer, it has all these people <laughs> holding up a key. I'd just be like, is that that's is it? it a key store? Yeah, yeah. is that is that or it? Or is that like that's all that's all your clients? You just, is, is that is that it? Yeah. So you know, this is what this is what I I told her. I said, look, I go, you know, you have a couple of advantages here because number one, because Simply Vegas is vertically integrated, we own one hundred and seventy five thousand dollar digital printing press. Like we can that's we amazing. we have a monster printing department here, and we don't need minimums. So it's not like one of those things where you have to print off a thousand flyers or something. So I said, if you're sending this, she goes, well, my farm is to Inspirata and to Mountain's Edge and to over here and over here and over there. I go, 
if you're just sending one blanket message to all of those people, you're, you're, you're going to lose them. You need to mail something hyper specific and hyper targeted to them. So they feel like you're talking to them. It's not just a circular that got thrown in the mail. I said, the first thing you need to do is you need to go out and reserve URLs. Here's step number one, kids reserve URLs for every neighborhood of what you are sending of what you're sending mail to because Two reasons. Number one, it becomes hyper-specific. If I send something in my neighborhood, the URL it sends to is, you know, Roma Hills Specialist. My partner, Gavin Ernstone, became literally a multimillionaire selling high-end homes because he went out and reserved every URL he could. There's a neighborhood called the Ridges here in Las Vegas, and he went out and reserved everything you could. The Ridges Expert, the Ridges Specialist, the Ridges Everything, and just had every URL that had to do with that area. That, yeah. That's what all of it was. And Every piece that he sent out was linked back to that. Now, if you live in, let's call it Chrisville, all right, that's the neighborhood you live in, and you get- Sounds like the Lorax or something. It does, (laughs) but you get a piece of mail that says, I am the Chrisville realtor, and if you want to learn more about all of the properties in our neighborhood, current market values, what's going on, go to chrisvilleagent.com. Does yeah, that, that guy gives a shit about where I live? Yeah. Does does yeah. that guy does that make more sense to you than yeah, it does to just send some blanket message of go to Las Vegas oh, home of search? Of course, of course. It's it's just so much more. Um, it's it's not spam at that point. Yeah, I know it's not spam. It's targeted. Yeah, I, I appreciate target. I do. I I'm one of those people that um, I'll be at Southern Highlands, you know, picking up something at Smith's. I'll be down there for some reason, and there'll be like a real estate agent. It's like you know, saying the Southern Highlands guy. I didn't notice it or think about it until kind of the next time I go, oh, yeah, that's the guy who's there for Southern Highlands. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I don't, I'm obviously not going to use them because, you know, whatever. But yeah. I'm saying I remembered them. Yeah. But, he, but I don't have any reason to remember a random realtor. No. And, and here's the secret. You can be the agent for more than one in area. That's right. Yeah. You but can be the I, Southern Highland ex- expert. Yeah, you can be the bridges expert. As a shopper at Smith's with my grocery cart yeah. or whatever. I just remember that guy. So that part of branding were for me. Yeah. Speaking specifically, because what, what I told her was, I said, look, think of it like this. Think of it like pellets in a shotgun shell mm-hmm. and bullets on the end of a rifle shell. The rifle shell costs the same as the pellets here. You're spraying the, you're scattering the shotgun right. at this huge mass of people hoping to hit something. Whereas if you use a surgical approach. Take down an elephant. You could take down an elephant if, you, if you're smart about what you're doing and getting there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's part yeah. one is, is brand particularly, but what's also super important about that is one, you know, I, I'll never forget the story a million years ago. Uh, you know, there was a book called the real estate book. It was like super thick. It was like an inch thick and every realtor in Las Vegas advertised in the real estate book. It's something you did. Like mm-hmm. everybody had an anonym. Like the yellow pages. It was like the yellow pages of real estate essentially. And when I first moved here, one of the agents in my office, um, had, a, had four pages in there, like four pages. And I asked him one day, I said, dude, what's your return on investment for that? Right. And he's like, I don't know. Just, just do it. It's just that's, part, it's just part of all of our marketing. Yeah. It's just, it's just part of what you do. If you don't have a way that you can track everything that you do, I mean, systematically, for example, like you go back to those mailers. If you have a different URL on every single card that you send out to a neighborhood, like I send this one and this one says Chrisville agent. This one says the Chrisville specialist. Well, now if I'm sending different tones, I can create landing pages on my site that for each one of those URLs, direct those URLs. And now I can see, because nobody's going to call you before they're going to go. They're, look, no, yeah. they're going straight. They're going to go to your website before. And guess what's made another comeback, kids? Guess, what's, guess, guess who has been the biggest Google benefit? Google Analytics. No, Google Analytics. Not Google Analytics. The biggest winner of the COVID era, the QR code. 
Oh, oh yeah, 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 that's Dude. the great. Yeah, QR a lot code of great made things. a striking comeback. Dude, the, Q- the QR code was dead. The QR yeah. code yeah. was just dead on the water, and now it's everywhere because of restaurant menus. Nobody wants to hand you menu anymore. They want to use QR code, which quite honestly makes a lot of sense. I, it makes a lot of sense, and I kind of prefer I, it. Like, you know, it's funny because I I put one on my mailers, and you know, if I'd have done that two years ago. Mm-hmm zero hits like no one would have known how yeah. to do it i bet i i'm probably running about 25 percent are hitting the yeah. qr code and you over can actually me. but here's the thing again now you can actually track those oh, results because yeah. you can see where they're going and then you Somebody, can spend more money dude, in what you know is working for you i i get these mailers knowing the rate of return dude, is crazy i get these mailers i get these mailers in my house and all it's on them is the same web address as every you know las vegas home search with here's my cell phone number i mean there's no way to track any of that where it comes from it it just it's it's so bad so if you're going to create mail number one you've got to you've got to personalize the pieces they have to be personalized to whatever neighborhood you're sending them to specialize them for that neighborhood so you're talking directly to an audience not to be a pitch man for your uh, brokerage john but your agents can come here Mm -hmm. and you just give them the keys to the kingdom for printing oh yeah we do and we I do it tell, at cost. And we do it at cost. That to everybody, and it's amazing how many people don't comprehend that. Like, I mean, geez, that yo. is the most. Uh, what I was sending out for two thousand dollars, I'm doing for. Yeah. Not. Well, and the, right. the, the the no minimums is the key. Most printers are going to make you spend X amount of dollars to get it done. Oh yeah. So what? So what are these people spending on average? Let's say in mailing. Because I bet you there's a lot of people that don't realize how accessible it is, right? They haven't figured out their marketing budget. They just go, I'm a realtor. I'm going to do all these things that don't cost any money. And I'm going to rely on my friends and family who end up going with like some lady down the street or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's weird because you think you got all these people in your network that are going to use you and they're not. So you have to go out and figure it out. Yeah. How, what would you say the average cost to farm a neighborhood is in Las Vegas that consists of 250 houses? Well, I think the first thing you have to understand is you've got to make a commitment to sending it at least seven times. Um, don't expect to send anything once and get anything out of it. You've got to, I mean, you got, you got to be married to it. So whatever the cost is, you just get married. Now our printing cost for that, um, you know, I don't know if people are going to listen to this and it does fluctuate is because we do it at cost. Cause it's not a profit center for us. Um, it's astronomically lower than everybody else. Right. The quality of what you can get, have it handled, have it mailed out is far less than what everybody else pays. But again, the big advantage is there's no minimums. Yep. There's like no, like, I, yeah. you're not sitting on 500 dead flyers. No, because I, I said there, yeah. mine are the weirdest numbers because I try to be specific on certain things like 673 and, you know, 1,294. And that's great. The, the biggest thing on it's the, the cost of postage. Remember how great it that's was? What, One was like 17 cents. and for That's kind of what I mean. So yeah. Somebody that's listening to this, if you got a realtor who's yeah. listening to this, you know, driving yeah. down the street. What does it cost? What is it? It's, it's a card. Without, with, I'll put it this way with us, call it 30 cents on the dollar to where they can get it done for everywhere else. Okay. I'm just like, I'm, I'm you know, so I, I, I send out a letter. Um, that's about 1900, uh, pieces. And it costs me about 900 and something for really? that. But, but you can, it, it can fluctuate, right? Like if you go a postcard that gets postcard stamps or you'd use a lighter paper or whatever, but yeah, by far, uh, that's my selling, not my selling point. People come to me, why should I come to Simply Vegas? I don't give a shit. Why? I don't make money. If you want to do good job, you want to come, 
Plus, they have the uh, printing press, and people just look at me crazy like I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think I'm I've like ever heard printing. of a lot of other people do that. They have their kind there, of programs. There, 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 there's, there's, there's a lot of things we do here that nobody else. Oh, does. for sure, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I would always kind of, you know, because I sit there and I think to myself, I have my own business. You know what's I have a funny? Law firm. Yeah, well, you know what's funny about that, and, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say something to this. The biggest, if you want to get under, if, if you're out there and you're a competitor of mine and you want to get under my skin. This is what you do. Start a printing press. No, you copy me and don't give me credit. It drives me mm. insane when people do that. And this week, and, and I'll show you that I'm, that, I'm a, that I'm a man of my word, if you will, or a man of character, if you will. So this week I saw another broker uh, around town that did something that I liked. Mm-hmm. I said, man, that's really good. And it was, it was simple. It, it, it wasn't, he didn't, he didn't reinvent the wheel. Right. Essentially, he just was taking his top 20 agents of the month out to dinner to a dinner. And I said, man, that's really nice. You know, we do a top 25, been doing it for years here. I, me and Gavin were on a trip and I said, dude, we should take our agents out for a top 25. So this is what, when we go on, so we do with the news out of, out of the studio. Once a week, we'll do the news for our agents and kind of bring them up to speed because we don't do office meetings because I find them to be an incredible waste of time. And we said, look, here's the deal. I saw Craig Tan do something. I said, he owns a, he owns a, he's one of our competitors here in Las Vegas. I saw him do this. I liked it. I'm giving full credit to Craig where credit is due. I'm copying your idea, so we're going to do this too. Because a good idea, you don't it's, own it, but it's good to get credit yeah, for it. Yeah, but at the same, but at the same time, I can give him credit for it because I'm not scared of him. I, I'm That's not, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, There's enough. Business. I love that attitude. Yeah. I love that attitude yeah. when I tell people like. People, oh, there's a lot of uh, injury attorneys out there that mm-hmm. are obviously my competition, but I don't know. I don't know that that guy who called, you know, this guy was not, was going to call me anyway. Well, right. it, my well, competition is me. Well, the, well, the funny thing about it is, though, is I also think that when you rip somebody off, if you're it, the the market that sees you both operating, they know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. they, absolutely. They, they, this like this person on social media the other day. Uh, I think we've talked about it here, which was the um, my buddy Brad Lee's. Actually, that's not true. It's nothing that Brad says. When he says, "Hey, if I told you I give you a million dollars right now, would you take it?" And everybody's like, "Yes." And he's like, "Well, if I told you you couldn't wake up tomorrow." Would you still take it? And everybody's like, no. He's like, so you're telling me the fact that you could just wake up today is worth more than a million dollars. Absolutely. Right? And I saw this this girl on like TikTok or whatever, whatever it was, literally plagiarized that word for word. Yeah. I mean, it was word for word Brad stuff. Not giving him credit, just laying it out as though it was her own genius pontification. And she got murder massacre in the comments everybody's like bradley 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 Bradley, Bradley, people know when you rip other people off just don't do it yeah if if you all of a sudden you have some socratic you know brilliant quote in your last four posts were about you know what color is a potato then all of a sudden you're like doth should be thou it's like put just put quotation yeah yeah you know and that's a problem is i think people you can't. You're not reinventing the wheel. It's kind of like music, right? Like you're now yeah, using the same three, type four of chords, man. Yeah, just, but at least give some sort of, hey, you know what? I like what you're doing. I'm going to make it my own. Funny story. Right? Like uh, I'm going to make. Sorry. It my own. <laughs> Funny story. That song, Danny California. Yeah, was actually Tom Petty's. I think it's Last Dance with Mary Jane. If you actually look at the what the, the actual chord, dead really? dead serious. And they were like, like both of those. Things. Oh shit! Like it is. Oh boy! Not knowing like, it. Not knowing not it. Knowing. So Tom Petty was like, Yeah, no, no, no keep rocking it. Yeah, but, go ahead. But they gave him props after they go, hey, yeah. we didn't realize this was. See, all, I, all I can think of right now is Vanilla Ice going, no, mine goes ding, 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 ding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's a bad. That, and there's sometimes, but like I said, yeah, may it, it might make you some money real quick, but people are going to see that. Yeah, you, right. Like characters if it. I went out and started rocking like board shorts and trying to be that young, hip guy, they're going to be like, 
Who the hell is this? I'd like that's not gold. gold. Would you buy? I saw it? you in pastels the other night. Yeah. That's true. Oh, he, did, he did wear pastels. I wear a lot of pastels to the metal show. Look at this right here. If you're, I'm surprised you, you can don't follow us on YouTube, dude, guys, and you, see what we actually. You know, look it was like. one of the most fun things I ever did. So when I lived in Tampa a million years ago, one of my friends threw a party called High Society. Right, we would throw it. Our, actually, it was, it was my roommate, and we threw it at our house. And what we would do is. It was called High Society, and everybody came dressed in 19, I'm sorry, like 1980s racket club attire. Oh, Think like trading nah, places totally when they go to the racket already, club. Already yeah. Muffy and everything, right? You got it? So we went there. Muffy. We went there. We, we had croquet set up. Sure. Um, you know, it was, it was a couple hundred people, whatever it was. Newport And then slim. we had buses pick us up at a certain time. It was like 1030, and they took us to a place called the Castle in Ivor City in Tampa, which was the goth bar. Oh, that's how so I feel. So 200 right. people Walking in among like dressed in 80s racket club attire <laughs> with all the vampires. Dude, these people did not know what to do with themselves. That's I feel like that was Chris's concert last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty close. That was pretty, it was pretty a, close. A modern cacophony. So, you know what the cacophony <laughs> society is? The cacophony society no. is in like Portland. It's one of these things that was the inspiration for Fight Club. And Chuck Polinuk, the guy who wrote Fight Club, was actually in the cacophony society. That's where they'd have... 200 drunken Santas come like rush through like right, a, yeah. the mall yeah, yeah, yeah. and like all this kind of crazy shit. And you know, we don't have anything like that in Las Vegas. Too. You know what? Not yet. Cause also now when I lived in Orlando, some other great things, we had running of the bulls. There yeah. was a club called Matador. Right. And they did running of the, they ever tell me this. Yeah. They did running of the bulls where essentially it was all the guys that were out at Matador. That was a good, probably 150 of us. My hands bar. Right. Everybody dressed in the whites and reds as you would in Paloma. Chris has already done this for real, but we would do this. <laughs> and then look, real. no, here's the best part. And then they took the bar backs and dressed them up as bulls. And so we would just, we just with cowbells, we just go tearing 150 guys dressed like you're running from bulls through the streets of downtown Orlando amongst all the tourists. That's great. They don't know there's not real bulls behind you. Sorry, but so trying. They don't know. Like all they <laughs> oh. see is this wave of guys coming down the street as fast as they can, and people were losing their minds. Liability uh, issues aside, yeah. OSHA violations aside. <laughs> This just needs to happen. No, there was that. There was another party called Barbarian, I think it was, where everybody dressed up like Vikings, and you literally would just try to get thrown out of bars. God, I've, I grew up in a boring city. Yeah, <laughs> we had Ogden Trece, which was part of some uh, cartel, but, we had, but you uh, ran from them. <laughs> we had one of those county fairs. They sold muffins. <laughs> oh, the county fair was awesome. Oh, that's where I grew Cruising up. Cruising 4-H chicks. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, 4-H chicks. Yeah, the county fair was awesome. Got little, uh, <laughs> you know, speaking of the county fair, if we go back to my favorite portion of the show, which is Colt's uh, topics that he likes oh, to God. try to introduce, <laughs> horse medication for COVID. Has anybody else seen this? <laughs> of course. And now they're actually I saying, see, okay. I've seen posters of places that sell horse medication and vets going, we will not sell you this medication unless you show us a picture, picture of a pony. I saw <laughs> I that was really picture funny. of Wait, you. Wouldn't it be pretty easy to just download a picture of a pony? No, because no, you it's and your you pony. and your pony. Okay, you, so you so I'm I pretty did, sure I can Photoshop yeah, a picture of a horse and a pony. I got a, I, I got a selfie with genuine. Yeah, I don't think the me. people that are buying <laughs> that. See what you did there. Yeah, see what I, you did there. I don't think that the people buying that stuff are, is going to be the best Photoshop people or know how to work a computer. <laughs> oh that's just, just self-selection But did you see the other guy that just got um, arrested on the east side of Las Vegas um, for selling uh, pretty much bleach to people, claiming it was a cure? 
And he was selling for like 800 bucks. That just happened like a half hour Because, of course, the guy on the side of the car has the cure. Back in my day when people were selling horse medications to people, it was to like linebackers for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. It was that Lyle Alzado. Yeah, it's just going to say Lyle. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't get what our society. Does that make you just sad when you see stuff like that? You know, I think there's so much information, and it's kind of hard to discern. There's just too much information. Yes, but not to say you take horse medication Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's difficult. Uh, John, we, we talked about this. About, it's about, different cult. <laughs> it's different cult. No, it's okay. difficult. Uh, <laughs> it's funny how close that is, actually. Just, are you saying <laughs> I was confused. I'm like, what's difficult? <laughs> what a different cult would yes. be a difficult We'll be auditioning yeah. different cults <laughs> next week. That's, that's next week. But, you know, like when there was a Walter Cronkite or whatever, I think people at least had that thing. Look. Yeah. The one guy. You was credible. The one guy's credible. This guy says it. The one guy. It's almost time to, you know. Have that back. Everybody just throws a name in the pot. We go, okay, he's close yeah. enough. He's close enough. Let's run it Let's down the middle him. with one person. Everybody but you, else but just you, but you can't, you can't do that because we had that guy. What was it? Brian. What was the name? John. Oh, uh, no, it was no, NBC no, guy. Right, yeah, Brian. Uh, 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 anyway, the guy he was the last guy that was like oh, that. Man. Is oh, man. Is it He was the last guy that was like that. And then. Brian yeah, and then, Williams. And then, and then yeah, he Brian said Williams. the crazy yeah. lie that he said, and he's out. He's out. Is it sad that... the war zone? Uh, yeah. That was yeah. disappointing. Yeah. It, and that was sad the last that guy like that. TMZ is the most credible <laughs> source. Like, how sad is that? Like, just garbage? Not sad. Honestly. All right. Like, if yeah. something in pop culture happens, I'm like, they, they know. TMZ say? Well, 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 let's let's move on to Colt's next topic. Gym habits oh. that are annoying. Drying your balls <laughs> off in the in your face. change room. With the with the community uh, hair blower, <laughs> old men drying their balls off has got to be seriously the most despicable no. thing I've seen in every gym I've ever been to. No, I tell you, there was a gym up on uh, in Henderson. Uh, it was Club Sport. It was over on Sunset. That's right, kids' private <laughs> yeah, school. Down. Private yeah, school. I still wouldn't let my kids go in that locker room. Oh god, that was the Jesus. nakedest gym. Like old guys, just I mean, just balls laid out, out just paper open, celebrating for like four hours at a time, celebrating the nudeness. Literally, of nobody wants to see it. Nobody, uh, uh, men don't want to see it. But it happens in women's locker rooms too. Because I've tried to explain this to women. I'm like, How do you, you know think that? you have a bad men's locker rooms are gross, and they'll be like, women do that too. Oh God, shamelessly walk around. And it's never like the hard bodies. It's never the people that, you know, with 4% body fat or, you know, 12% on the women's side. It's never the people fighting for the IFBB pro title. Is it? It's the guy where you go, Yeah. do you, you look are. like that? Because yeah. you don't know you look like that. <laughs> you look in the mirror. Is it sad that doesn't even make my, like, top five issues? Man oh, with no, the hair blower well, on dude, the ball. Puff, puff, give, Colt. I what don't know. I, let me... Jeez, Number five, right. I would Can't have to I, I would hear the Hold I would hear the cult countdown on an annoying gym thing. Number five. Uh, <laughs> number five, number five <laughs> would countdown. have to go uh, the people that yell at the gym when they're working out. That's <laughs> uh, just annoying. Uh, so like annoying. A grunt, grunt or like like we're like, why are you on this machine? Well like, placed grunts fine, but the guys okay. that go ham are just oh, obnoxious. All right, so that's so number five. Annoying. So number, number four. four <laughs> girls that work out in makeup. That's got to be bad for your face. <laughs> I mean, nope. I don't think it bothers me, though. It doesn't bother me, but when they, you guys, maybe think, in other places, but in Las Vegas, people show up in, like, fucking heels almost. <laughs> like, they work. Yeah, you're they the Stairmaster yeah. in heels. I think you're kind of talking about a group of people that really care about their appearance to begin with, so. All right, well, all right. All right, all right number, number three. Number three would be 
people on their cell phones talking. Yeah, that's awful. Th yeah. Like, there's this guy that goes around on YouTube and like chastises people on their phones. You ever seen that guy? No. It's really funny. He's he's like a dude bro guy, but he goes around and he'll be like blah 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 blah. Oh, when they're talking on their phones. Yeah, and watch. It's really funny. Oh, it's so it's annoying. Just, it's like get off your phone, go outside in the parking lot, do something. I don't want to listen to you talk to your to your wife or there's nothing worse yeah, like a time people on place. business. Oh yeah, we'll just do this, acting like they're doing million dollars. So what's earpiece number two? Moving on oh. to number two. What's number, number two? Number two is flirting at the gym, and it's so annoying because look, just, when you're sitting there on a machine just talking to some girl flirting, I can't get on the machine. Well, that's just that's just inconsiderate. It's all. <laughs> and they sit there, and it's like. I told somebody the other day. I, I, wait, you're, be, so, you're, so you're to be clear, you're not talking about people flirting with you. No, you're if, people flirting if you want with other flirt people with me, while you're while trying, to I'm be, trying to get on the machine. So if it's you, Listen, it's fine. It's fine. I'll take flirtation <laughs> from anyone at this it's point. Fine. But it's, I will sit there and you know what? Be a fucking grown up. Stink eye the whole start time. Start drinking. Go to a bar. <laughs> be a man, and that's where you flirt with people. Okay. Well, so so what? So you what ask about, what's move off the machine though? I got to hear number one. What's what's number one? Number one would be not knowing how to work out and doing 15 sets of the same chest exercise when there's only one machine. Oh, uh, yeah. I get it. Or people that use the assisted dips for, like, step downs, even though it's, like, a knee padded cushion. Yeah. Oh. I never understood that one. I go, this is clearly a place for, like, knees, not your dirty shoes. See? Do you, so I, I, thought for so I thought for sure number one was going to be that the weights are heavy. Oh, I thought well. for sure that was going to be your number one. Especially in metric. <laughs> I, the gym is the most frustrating place i guess i hated it when i was younger but you didn't have really cell phones so people just worked out they might say hi or whatever yeah, but more, nowadays it's i go in for an hour and 15 to knock out what people are still doing the same machine yeah it's but ridiculous. where are you going as a gym honestly because i think there's a huge different culture between kind of I don't this, think is, so. I'm, this isn't a i'm not besmirching any uh any gyms in town but there are some that are lower cost like if you take an LVAC or any time, like kind of the, the more general gyms. <laughs> yeah. No, the gyms where they're right, kind of real quick. Stop or, for a second. I just had, I had a great thought. Gym shaming. All right. We've asked earlier for a heavy accented power move. I also, ladies, I need one of you guys to do this for me. Pull out your phone, send me a waveform. I need the sexiest version of that's a Scrabble word. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I need that on the board. Because I'll take it. Because yeah, let's face it. Yeah, let's let's face it. Sescapedalius. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking in words that have a lot Sorry, of syllables. Sorry, and mine is the up. F word. I'm I'll walk sorry. you through every single oh, one. But yeah, no, these gyms that are kind of more accessible or kind of neighborhood or whatever. If you go to like real powerlifting gyms, if you go to the places like uh, places you go, of course. No, I mean like I, I do, know. but I, like I go to the trainer and, and so um those places that it's a lot of people that have their bodybuilding cards or whatever. I've never seen people yeah. on their phones. Oh, I, I agree. And I think but in the general, so at LVAC, I did. All the time. Oh, my gosh. And it's just kind of people more trying to come back. And their whole business model is that you're going to join our gym and pay us and never be here. Never use it. Like, that's why yep. those gyms are. Like, See, I think this, is, well, this is exactly why I have a gym at my house and a trainer yep. that comes to my house because I hate the, I hate the gym. Yeah, and that's I hate the process product. of yeah. the gym. Yeah. That's why I look the way I do. Because I won't <laughs> go to the gym. Although a lot I of your other pet peeves like happen at the, at the gyms where people come in makeup. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that work industry in this town and they care, they care about their appearance. They're not going to go out looking like a complete scrub. Well, let me, let me, I, let me ask you this because, all right, it's a, it's a good segue to our last topic here because Jim is a business and you get to select a business. So my question is, we have so much choice as it comes to when we're, when we're doing business. Are you more prone to do business with a company 
that part of their business model is some sort of charitable fashion that gives back and makes the world a better place than you are to someone else. What say you, Chris Cottle? To work. To work with, I don't think I have that luxury because I'm an attorney and I believe that all people- all No, I'm business- saying in, gen- in, in choice of businesses, you choose yeah, to do business course. with. If I could pick, if like all things being equal, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I'll even pay a little bit more if I know that there's something good about it or if it's you know it's locally owned or will. I will. I will pay somebody a little bit more if there's something about it that has a local community effect. Right. right. Well, this but- is, well, this is something that-, that- I was exposed to uh, by my buddy Cole Hatter years ago has a big uh, convention called Thrive Make Money Matter. Cole is kind of the the guru of helping people create purpose-driven businesses. Mm-hmm. And what a purpose-driven business is, if you don't know, is having a charitable component built into your business, which means for every dollar I take in, $1 goes to do this. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different ones where they provide clean water here. A cult actually is part of his flipping business supports an orphanage in Mexico with like 25 actual orphans that they take care of yeah. because they do business with them. And there's all these studies that people are more prone to do business with purpose-driven businesses, which is why it's so important. Sure. And I think having it built in, having that giving built into your business is important. It's something that we do here. Um, I do it sporadically at times of the year with some of our companies, but like, for example, my personal real estate team, every single listing that we sell, um, we let actually the seller choose, but we have four charities that we deal with this year. It's the Lou Ruvo brain center. It's habitat for humanity. It's three square, which is a local food bank great. here in all, town. All great. And the last one is wounded warrior is, is what it is. Yeah, really great. So all, when you look, when you see a for parties. sale sign for the gaffer group, my team, when you see a for sale sign out on a property, rather than those stupid riders that say like, honey, stop the car. I'm gorgeous inside pool. Some mm-hmm. stupid rider. Our signs actually state, they say, purpose-driven real estate, a portion of the commission from the sales house will go to help. And then the riders are the actual charities of the charities that go on. That's great. Uh, when links back to that. And we built that in and it's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart to make that go. And A, we get to help great charities that we have links to. We do a lot of stuff with Three Square, a lot of stuff with Habitat, uh, a lot of stuff with all of those. Yeah, they're, they're those are all really great programs. That- they're, all near, they're all near and dear to us. Mm-hmm. But it also, I've seen it it changes the opinion of what people think about what we do. Sure. Um, if you are someone that has a business out there that feels like you're not necessarily, uh, you know, you want to kind of change your imaging and you change with you, I'm telling you, add a component to it yep. that is a charitable giving and watch things change. You well, want to know think- what the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life is when people say something like, oh, they're just giving that as a tax write over. Oh, they're just giving the charity who for this. Who cares? Oh, who gives a flying... It's at, still going to replace. Who still gives a shit? It. I don't care if you give to charity... Because it makes it, it, it you makes think you you're uh, a demon and it possess you know mm-hmm. it fires up your demonic soul. Yeah. I don't care. You're giving it to it, it's nope. getting there. It's at the end of the day. I don't care about intentions all the time. I I, I do when it's you know I don't like being the internet inauthentic That's, entirely. Yeah. Or I hate this. I this is the worst thing. Grabbing yourself, oh, yeah. and be like, well, watch me, me. watch me give, watch me give this guy a hundred bucks and try I to change. That. His That's life, really right? That's, That's gross. the difference. That's, That's, I don't mean like That's that. being you are being. You're degrading. I'm the just human talking about being. why you right. mailed the check. No, no, in. I get it. I don't care I why you it. mailed the check. It, it in. gets yeah. there, and you know we do a lot. I, I don't care. I, with my business, no, dude, I do well, the same well, thing. Okay, well, like this dude, like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some props, bro. Oh, here, here it comes. I don't know if you even know he does this. We went one time. Colt tells me he goes, look, every weekend we go down and we feed the homeless downtown. Mm-hmm. That's what Colt tells me, and. For in most cases, when you hear something like that, you think, okay, it's, you know, go buy some, you know, sack lunches and you hand them out. Yep. We went down to help with the Christmas. Dude, this is a giant production 
with a couple hundred people show up with tables, chairs, all those home cooked meals. And it's, it's like the only, it, it was amazing what yeah. you guys do for those folks downstairs. Well, I think downtown. what it was amazing. I, I think, and, you have what people, and, you've, and you've never been on social media, turning your camera on about it. No. Ever. Not one time. I kind of wish you would. Yeah, you, you're true. No, but I think there's something the about deal, it where right? if, if you tell people you're going to do it, and maybe I said they're going, you know, why am I not doing that? The, yeah. only, the only time I turn on social media is if I need help. You know, like, and, and people sit there, and John's perfect example. John came helping just like anything. He's like, well, don't put on social media because I don't want to look like that guy's down here for that. He was there truly for helping people. The thing is, people don't realize you are blessed if you got a family to fall back on. Sure. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks homeless people, people without houses are, are crackheads or they're just, you know, bums that don't want to work, right? There is a lot of people that maybe had cancer, maybe lost a job, had the trifecta of just stuff happened that they couldn't go ask for 500 it comes down bucks. To healthcare, yeah. you know, healthcare, and yeah. a lot of it is people that are maybe autistic or people that are that have a disability that their parents, their firstborn, their parents can't handle two or three more kids. So they're a single kid and then they end up, you know, parents passing away. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to. Yeah, I, I see it. a it's, lot of that. It's so, tragedy. Yeah. But I think I think it makes you a real person. I think it if somebody truly is tying their business to it, you see that they care about the community they're in. Sure. I think they you they care about just people. You're like, wait, I want to deal with somebody that actually gives a crap about somebody else. Keep Whether, my money here. Yeah, yeah, yeah just keep I don't it. need to see that guy with the the. You know, the, the loafers and no yeah. socks, you know, going for his next haircut, yeah. you know, whatever you want to see somebody. Yeah. Community. That's why community events make a lot of sense. That's why a lot of these, you know, realtors that go to communities and do these things. I'm like, I don't give a shit if it's got a business purpose attached yeah. to it. As long as it has a good end, who cares? Have a good end. People are getting what they need. Yeah. So on that, I think we're going to move along to the end guys. Remember, thanks for listening. We do appreciate you guys tuning in. We will be back again. I promise. Uh, at some point in the future. <laughs> Again, these, these episodes drop every Wednesday, every Friday. You can find them anywhere uh, you down, um, can download a podcast anywhere you want. Obviously, we don't edit that too much because you just heard that disaster which is going out of my mouth. <laughs> and if you like out. what we do, man, tell a friend. <laughs> if you don't like it, tell two. Because remember, it doesn't matter if they're uh, talking good or bad. It's when they stop talking that you got a problem. We'll <laughs> see you next time. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we have things we talked about on the show as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.